0: Hello, and welcome back to the Zero Strategy Podcast. I'm joined today by my co-hosts, Mode. Hey. And Sir Humps. Hey. <laughs> uh, a lot to talk about this week, some big updates from Twitch. Also, we missed a week, so, you know, gotta get our DMCA talk in. Uh, Grog, how's your week been? What have you been up to?
1: Uh, week's been weird, uh, to say the least, but to keep it simple, uh, I just took the week off to kind of get myself in a better headspace. And um, although it's not been great, uh, I did do something productive that I'm proud of. Um, two things actually. One is I found a new tool uh, that I want to talk about later on the show. It's like a brief thing, but um, I think it'll be helpful for anyone making TikToks. And then um, so I found a new tool to expedite making like edits, video edits, uh, which then leads into I also found another tool Um, To help address one of my greatest weaknesses Uh, So I've been super consistent As a streamer
2: Being Um, too sexy
1: (laughs) First time I've been accused of that But thank you Um, Won't be the last I've (laughs) Um, I've I've been streaming five days a week um, Full time for a year I think when I looked back over it I think I've missed Not including like the fifth stream day that i do like uh with lauren um but out of the week in general i think i've missed like maybe five days or so in like who's lauren again uh my, wife. my, my wife. wife um sorry i almost forgot uh where we were it's kind of um, <laughs> we won't let you forget everything it's, kind of it's nice um <laughs> But for the last year, I've been streaming five days a week and and basically I haven't really missed anything, but I've not really seen a lot of growth. Well, no, I mean, I really haven't. I've actually seen dips down. And so I knew that one of my greatest weaknesses was the fact that I wasn't leveraging social media networks, um, that I was incredibly consistent with myself and my channel. I was consistent about using my discord. I'm consistent about engaging my community. But um, in terms of outreach, um, I just wasn't doing well. Um, so you so, weren't
2: listening to the advice of the
1: Zero Strategy Podcast and doing your best at diversifying your presence. Yes. I mean, like all sarcasm aside, yes. But it, <laughs> it kind of came down to um for me, I my my problem, my hang up is that like um time management. Uh, so I could make all the time in the world to work on overlays for the the stream and, and tweak the look of the stream. And basically anytime it came to working on the channel, I'd get really excited um, and I would have a lot of motivation and energy, but when it came down to like, Oh, I need to edit some videos for TikTok, I'd be like, that doesn't sound fun. And I just wouldn't do it. Um, so with this little tool that I'll talk about later, and then, um, also the, this new software that I started using recently, I got really excited about it. it's called loomly. Um, there's a lot of others on the market, probably a more like notable enterprise level. Um, competitor would be HootSuite, S-U-I-T-E. uh, Um, Hoot like an owl. Uh, HootSuite is basically for media marketing teams and like uh, social media managers to effectively like schedule content and you can, you know, create posts and have them vetted through internal teams and stuff like that. Loomly is just a cheaper um, direct competitor to them. And um, but it's a robust platform and it's just L-O-O-M-L-Y. and effectively, what it's allowed me to do is schedule my content to be published. Like so I've got three TikToks scheduled per week. Um, it gives you recommendations on optimized times a day. Um, it can give you recommendations on hashtags to use based on like like trending analytics and, and also your, your past performance. Um, so stuff like that's cool. And I actually like it's been useful. I before I had like a I ha- I'm kind of having a fluke moment right now. Where one of my TikToks is like over ten thousand impressions, and I'm just like, "What?" <laughs> um, and I don't know... like, you got,
2: you guys, you could see this live, you know, like you yeah.
1: can <laughs> yeah, yeah, it over, yeah. bro. <laughs> yeah, it's ju- it's just a clip from the channel. Like, uh, I mean, it's been formatted to look better, but yeah, it's just. And what's wild to me, Humps, is that it's not even. It's a good clip, but it's not more mind-blowing than, say, other stuff that I already had on TikTok. It's that Valk clip, right? The Valk snipe? Yeah, where I, yeah. I hit a Valkyrie, but, like, Condi arguably had a better TikTok of the same thing with a more difficult situation where he, like, shoots a Bloodhound out of a Valk ultimate, knocks him to the ground with a bow, and shoots him twice on the 200 flight 200 views!
0: Like, <laughs> yeah, it,
1: it doesn't make sense, but I think that what, what, what does make sense, what does add up, is that it's giving me suggestions like maybe this is a little too early in the day to post maybe try this later or stuff like that and so basically that's now I've, genius. I've that's genius that's a like really like i'm really glad you found that tool i feel like a lot of people
2: could be using that like because like when you because that's what the struggle is about the social media twitters tick tocks instagram whatever the algorithm is just people yeah. don't understand the algorithm and You probably shouldn't because it's, you know, smarter people developed it, but it's like, it's hard to figure it out. And there's people that say, oh, I know the algorithm do this, but having a tool that, because we do know that time of day matters. We do know hashtags matter. We do know um, a certain number for consistency matters. We know those things matter for the algorithm. And so having a tool like this to help you kind of focus in on like, okay, this is actually probably a good time to do this. here's probably some recommended hashtags you should try out based on, you know, a bunch of other stuff. So that's actually really, that's really good tool because you need every, you need, especially nowadays, you need every advantage you can, every help you can get in terms of trying to get yourself out there because guess what? There are literally millions of other people doing
1: exactly the same thing. Yeah. And, and part of it too is, is just that like, um, as you said, some of it is rather, um, Like opaque, like it's really hard to see behind the scenes in terms of like how this stuff works. Like, why, why did, why did my one TikTok explode? Where I arguably have a different clip that is me like sniping like six people at like five hundred plus meter ranges, like doing some stupid ass shit in Warzone, and that got like two hundred views. And like Condi in the same game got a more amazing set of shots, and and yet. (laughs) it's like he got less views like it doesn't make it really it's, doesn't make sense but yeah, that's,
2: that's, a, that's so, a good
0: thing though it's bizarre I mean like my most viewed TikTok was at like 175,000 views and it was like okay, not okay. edited Looking and out. a weird flex right but like the point is was it wasn't it wasn't even formatted for TikTok it was just straight up like 16 by 9 with the huge you know black empty spaces on either side of it at the top and bottom you know, a clip and I posted it like middle of the day, and that clip blew up for like a week. It was still just gaining more and more and more views. And I mean, I think I gained something like 2,000 TikTok followers on that one clip, and I only have like 2,700. So it's like out of all the TikToks I've posted, almost everything came from that one. I got no new Twitch viewers from it, I got no new YouTube subscribers from it. But since then, I've posted better clips that are formatted for TikTok that look good on a yeah. phone. And I, I, you know, I think my second most viewed clip was like sixty k, and that was from I, I was playing Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, and again, it wasn't edited for the tick for the TikTok format. <laughs> it was just a straight rip from Twitch put onto TikTok, and that one blew up as well. I, I don't understand it. The, the algorithm now, there is so difficult. It's kind of a good thing I will, though. I will
1: say, I will say, listeners, the uh the takeaway should not be don't put any effort into formatting effort... it's gonna it's gonna blow up because <laughs> mine that's doing really well is formatted for tiktok and it's using the right hashtags and you know trying to optimize the time of day so honestly you could do everything right and maybe it'll work you could also do everything right and it just doesn't work it's a crap shoot. but i will say because i know we're hanging on like our intros but um last thing i'll say is effectively the i was not Practicing what we've been preaching on the channel and um, and and the thing is that even if you know what you're supposed to do uh, in terms of like outreach and engagement and, you know, um, basically all of the, the best practices for your channel, even if you know them and what you should be doing, it doesn't make it any easier to do it. Right. You're still probably a one person operation. Um, you are someone who. You're all you're doing the streaming, you're doing your own editing, you're maybe cutting your own clips, you're maybe, um, you know, you're 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 working on all the peripheral stuff that people don't see. You have to do all of your office management for your cameras and your cables and, you know, updating your windows. And there's all this back end stuff, but you're just alone. And unless you're like a big creator who's been able to sign with like, a, um, you know, there are ad agencies geared specifically towards Twitch streamers. Um, and, and I think those are great. You, there is, you kind of need to be at a certain tier already in terms of bringing in income to afford, then helping having an ad agency help you. So really you're doing it solo. And I, I just, I knew that my, it was down to motivation and time. Um, and so finding tools that allowed me to work within my needs to, to streamline my workflow Um, because i was already cutting clips every week um that wasn't a problem i my my back catalog of content is vast but i just wasn't putting it anywhere um and so just finding a way to put it somewhere efficiently because i'm not going to remember daily to go you know sign in so but having like a a calendar already laid out where it's like times a day are already picked out like i literally just don't have to do anything i have to spend one afternoon setting it all up yeah that's my speed
0: it's like Um, the next it's like the next level on of what i said my sort of approach with tiktok was which was like on like a monday i would sit and i would edit five six seven clips and i would post them all i would put them all onto tiktok in my drafts and then it was basically the routine every day i got in from work i would just go into my drafts and post publish one you know um yours is just kind of the next evolution where you don't even have to do that it just takes care of itself dude Um,
1: i'm i don't even trust myself to make five drafts (laughs) and then remember to publish them four other days do you know what i mean like Uh, i'm not because because i'm i'm i feel scatterbrain and, and i know that's just my my way so yeah it's sometimes just taking a critical look at your your own not shortcomings but like just i mean everyone has blind spots and everybody has weaknesses just figuring out what your weaknesses are and then just if you can figure out a shortcut to help streamline that, um, you know, like, because again, my strength is I have a lot of content I just didn't put it anywhere. Yeah. So this is helping me fix that gap in my my process. So, um, yeah, it's been it's been an interesting week. Uh, I've been doing research and stuff like that in my time off streaming, and I'm looking forward to getting back to it tomorrow.
0: Heck yeah! Um, just quickly before we move on, Scott had a question in yeah. chat. Um, saying you know regarding my comment about not really getting any followers over onto other platforms is that something that's expected when they can get that content on tiktok i would say no it's definitely not expected um i think one of the biggest things you learn as a creator is that convincing your audience to click a link and go somewhere else is almost impossible (sighs) you know like it's it's so hard even for me i've been focusing hard on trying to grow my youtube it is almost impossible to get people to come over people that will come in to twitch chat and they'll be really excited about the community and they'll be there and they'll be hanging out actually converting that person over to like a youtube sub is so difficult even when i've got a bot in chat going hey here's the youtube if you want to see more most people aren't going to click it and tiktok is the exact same way most people aren't going to click it Right, particularly TikTok because it's designed for short form, very quick uh and entertainment and content. Um, one example I can think of, there's a youtuber uh called Brady Shuhai. I think that's how you pronounce his name, I, I might be wrong. His clips popped up on my TikTok for you page almost every day for about six months before I went and subbed to his YouTube channel. Because I would see him every day and I'd think, ah, oh, these these are really funny clips. Every single day on my for you page. And it took me months, but I subbed to his YouTube. Now I watch him. But his platform on TikTok is massive, whereas he's still a relatively small YouTuber in comparison because just converting that audience is almost impossible. But it, it can be done. And regardless of, like, how many people are, I mean, they call it, what conversion rate of a viewer, right? If you're getting yeah. X amount of viewers on one platform, the conversion rate is how many people are coming over to the other one. And a lot of, you know, analytics will tell you this. You know, my, my YouTube will tell me, where are my clicks coming from are they coming from twitter are they coming from you know uh the search bar are they coming from my twitch channel like where are they coming from twitch will do it as well i'll tell you what other channels and, and things are where people are finding you um but the conversion rate is typically very very low so you should never expect it but at the same time when it's something like tiktok where it is relatively low effort to be putting clips up there if you can get on people's page over and over and over again, it can absolutely still make a difference to other platforms, but it is hard. It's very difficult.
1: I think it kind of comes down to, I'm just trying to answer uh, two of the comments in chat, which was, if you can't make money on, well, you can, there are ways to make money on TikTok, <laughs> yeah. but most aren't. Uh, generally, it's an exposure tool. But the question was, if you aren't making money on TikTok and it's not getting you more views or subscribers on other platforms that can make you money, what's the point? Um, And this is sort of a devil's advocate kind of question. It is a good question. I think to just springboard off of what Condi said, it's just down to you are praying for those long odds. You're praying for the person that has watched you maybe more than once. And like you've landed on their for you page more than a handful of times. Maybe they then, you know, you get a follow on TikTok. And eventually they put forth the effort to follow you on another platform. thinking about it this way, I was at the the pharmacy yesterday and um, an example that came to mind as County was describing this was how sometimes the little like interactive pad where you put your card, it'll say like, do you want to round up to the nearest dollar for charity or for this thing or that thing? And how often people just hit no. <laughs> like, it's just like the path of least resistance. People really do want to do the least amount of work. Um, it, it, It's, it's, it is... Like you said, practically impossible to get somebody to just click a link to go somewhere else because it is it is asking something on the viewer. They have to go not only through an extra step, but they are actually going to use time. If I click a link and I follow it from a TikTok to someone's Twitch page, I know in my head, maybe I'm not thinking it in the foreground, but in the background, my my brain's running and thinking, well, if I go over there, I'm going to need to stay for at least a few minutes to kind of get a vibe, of whether or not I'm into it. Uh, even if I've seen TikToks, which are really, really short, it's still not a, like the perfect impression of a channel or a person. And I'm going to go over there. Do I really want to spend the next five minutes doing that? And then if the answer is nah, I'm just going to scroll the next TikTok, then that window is lost. That moment of opportunity is lost. Yeah. It It's not like it can't come back because maybe, you know, they just keep seeing enough of your material that they go, yeah, this person's pretty cool. I'm going to check them out. And I've I think also it, it makes me think of um, kind of the analog for people in the customer service industry, like people who've worked customer service, be it a barista or a waiter or waitress or any, any form of like staffing that is like doing direct customer service support. Like often there's the people that will tip better, you know, when they themselves are the customers because they understand the experience. So what I've started doing now is because I'm doing all this and we have this podcast and I'm I'm trying to make a name for myself. So when I see good content on YouTube now, I'm very conscious about not always liking it. Like so often we consume media and we don't even use the basic tools that are there that give the creator and the website metrics on their performance. So like often we watch a video, we like it, and we maybe like hold it up to a friend or like maybe even forward it to them. They watch it, they laugh about it, we talk about it in a text chain or a discord, but did you give it a thumbs up? because it seems yeah. like such a trivial task and there's it has become a meme at this point for YouTubers being like yo smash that like button and subscribe and it's like the way they're delivering that 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 prompt is maybe like corny but the thing is it is crucial to their success and crucial to their understanding of where they are on the platform mm-hmm. to have just a simple thumbs up it seems trivial but it means worlds to the content creator and I've I've started subbing to people on YouTube because again it's free like there's no reason not to I mean granted my for you page is now going to be filled up with a lot of content and if I sub to a gajillion channels it might be harder to narrow my focus on what I want but it's just remember there's still an algorithm yeah there's but there's still an algorithm yeah. in the background you're still going to get curated a certain kind of something and you're still going to get curated new stuff I just like I watched a bunch of guides for apex it was for a person i had heard of um i had watched a couple videos in the past and then i thought to myself like i watched at least three of his guides this week i dig what he's doing and i was like wait a minute i'm not subbed i need to sub like and i I had to make a conscious decision to do that because the platform didn't go out of its way to do that and he wasn't pushing it he's big enough that he doesn't need to be that aggressive in his pitches at the beginning or the end of a video. But like he wasn't saying like yo smash that like and subscribe because he's got the viewer base. But the thing is, because he wasn't saying it and it wasn't on my mind, I kept consuming his content and I wasn't doing anything to really benefit him. Yeah. Um, because something like YouTube, your success is driven by those metrics, and so if you're not getting that kind of feedback, it. That it, I'm not blaming the viewer, but I'm just saying like as a viewer. There's things that we're not even aware that are happening, but it can directly impact the creator in ways that, you know, are are, are dramatic. Um,
0: yeah, I have a couple yeah. of quick points before we move on with it. Like just yeah. in regards to like, well, you know, why why necessarily bother with TikTok? The first thing is that obviously from an exposure point of view, there's no such thing as bad exposure. So if you can do it, do it. Um, If you consider, well, maybe, okay, your conversion rate of people who are gonna like your TikTok and then come to check out your other content, if you say it's like 1%, right? Do you know how easy it is for people to hit a million plus views on TikTok? I mean, I say that none of us have done it, but I see TikToks all the time, constantly, all the time, that are like completely, like there's like no real value to the content, but it's hitting over a million views for whatever reason right if you can ha- yeah. if you can manage to get lucky and get in that algorithm and hit a million odd views you know 1% of a million views is a lot potential coming over to your, sure. your channel you can yeah. never underestimate the sheer size of tiktok it is it is un- unbelievable how many people are on that app so it's always worth doing for, for that the other thing I would say is that it can also help you get noticed by other creators, which opens up opportunities yes. for collabing. Um, there is a Warzone streamer uh, by the name of Jordy something. He got big on TikTok because he posted really funny clips. They were, they were faked, but it would be like he's getting to a, a Warzone duo game with this kid on voice comms and the kid would be like, oh... I don't have the battle pass because like my mom just lost her job and we can't afford it and then Jordy would be like well I'll tell you what kid if we win this match i'll buy you the battle pass and then it would cut to like Jordy driving the kid off of a cliff in a car <laughs> just exploring <laughs> the game right those sort of clips went really viral and the dude ended up being featured on like tim the tatman stream he then started playing with tim the tatman and grew a pretty decent audience on twitch because bigger creators noticed him and was like this kid's funny I want to work with him. Right. So it's
1: it's funny to mention that because Tim specifically has said multiple times on his stream. Um, and we've mentioned it here on this channel that he, when asked, like, how do you find new people? How do you find people you like? He is straight up said, I find people on TikTok." Yeah. Like I just, he's like, I'm just laying in bed or I'm like, you know, just, you know, chilling on my deck and I'm scrolling through, I watch a clip. That person's funny, that person like has six skills, and like he's like, I'll follow them on TikTok. And then, you know, he wasn't saying that as like the this is then how you will get to play with me. Um, but he was saying (laughs) yeah, for him though, that's how he finds people. That his mean of interaction is he's streaming. If you're streaming, you don't have time to lurk in other people's streams while you're streaming. Like you can have their you know, page tabbed, but you can't interact meaningfully. So like someone like him who's at the status he is and with with how frequently he streams, that guy's not going to like sit in anyone else's stream and watch. But yeah. he does have time for one minute highlights. Yeah, You know, and like that, sometimes that can be your audience too.
0: Exactly. And then just to answer Scott's question as well, um, regarding when I was saying there's a, a YouTuber I found through TikTok. Um, so he was asking why bother subscribing to the YouTube when you can get the best of content uh, quote-unquote best off on TikTok. Um, and he's saying he must have made gets put off when he sees a content creator selling the other sites when he can get the content already. Um, I mean, for me, the reason that I went and subscribed to his YouTube was because I just personally enjoyed seeing his content on TikTok so much. And I know that a like on TikTok or a follow on TikTok doesn't really support him. Whereas, you know, if I go over and subscribe to his YouTube and watch his YouTube videos, it's more likely to support him as a creator and I enjoyed his content enough that I wanted to give back and be like, Hey, I'm going to go subscribe. And also, you know, for me, it's like, instead of just scrolling through my for you page and I'm seeing a 60 second clip, I can then just sit down and put on a full video and watch it and enjoy that without having to just wait for the algorithm to give me a clip from, from him. Um, that was my reasoning, but I understand the point. The, the thing as well is that remember that creators are trying to diversify as much as possible because it's the safest way to do it. You know, if, if, twitch just disappears tomorrow then you'd need to have something else to to fall back to that's why i've been focusing so hard on youtube because if twitch does disappear at least i've got some base on youtube to start from um but you know that's kind of the key thing is that really i can understand it can be frustrating when a creator is trying to say go check out this platform this platform this platform and and it can be obnoxious absolutely but um, I guess me looking at it from a creator point of view, I see the benefit to it. And that's why I was like, okay, well, this particular creator I enjoy, I'm going to go subscribe over there and, and support him on, you know, his other content. Um, because that's, you know, what I would hope people would do if they enjoyed my content. Um, but I mean, line, if, TikTok's if You main... can
2: look at it as well with the Tim, cause like the way he said, it, I mean, so yeah, so you're not going to may- maybe not make money on TikTok. Most likely not. Um, your conversion rate is probably gonna be super low, but if you do blow up, like Connie was talking about, you know, 1% of a million views is quite a lot of new people clicking over. Um, but then, you know, bringing up the whole Tim thing where he says he finds, you know, he may not, like you said, it's not a guarantee thing, but like you can look at it as like, ah, yeah, you may not get money. You may not get the conversion rate, but you might get the networking aspect of it. You know what I mean? Other people seeing your stuff. Um, to where like oh shit that's funny and then someone like shares be like hey Tim this dude did this whatever you know something like that to where yeah. like it gets you noticed and then bigger people that already have established communities established whatever they kind of bring you into the fold and something and that can help you obviously would help you grow so I mean it, you yeah. can look at it as kind of like a networking thing. Yeah.
1: Absolutely I mean like Humps identified the one thing that we had left out which is the fact that there is this intangible value beyond just like the metrics that you're going to pull in from that particular website. Because if you think about the opportunities that would happen if you get to play with someone who's notable, you know, um, I mean, I'm not going to like name names, but like Humps got to do some trials cards with some like important people within the Destiny community, and that's like fucking awesome. But he got recognized in their chat like they're recognizing his play, his performance, they're recognizing his banter. And also it's not the first time that he's been able to play with at least one of his creators. So it's like that in of itself is a foot in the door to future opportunity. It doesn't mean that next weekend, you know, trials is going to feature him and whomever, but it doesn't mean that it it couldn't, you know, like it's just, it's one little thing that eventually you hope snowballs into something. And I think the thing is, no one knows what the key to success is. Like, no, nobody fucking knows, be it the metrics for a website, be it like, uh, you know, social media, be it the time of day you're supposed to post something. There are trends, there are best practices, but like if people knew the key to success, we'd see a lot more successful people out there. It's just, it's like by the numbers, it's hard and you're always going to fight an uphill battle. So you just kind of like, you got to hope that every, I would just say to any of the questions in chat, which were all good ones. And I, I know that we're just kind of designed to be thought-provoking, but like to anyone in chat asking if it's not necessarily going to bring in a view, why do it? Or if it's not going to like further you in your primary platform, why do it? I think, like Connie said, diversify, but also at the end of the day, you never know. I mean, honestly, you just (laughs) don't know. You're just (laughs) casting
0: out a net and seeing what comes back, and a lot of the time it's nothing. But, you know, it's like you're never going to win the lottery if you don't buy a lottery ticket.
2: That's right. Gotta play to win, baby. Gotta play
1: to win. That's my dad's logic. <laughs> He's never won. He has Neither spent have I. A lot on lottery. I tickets. pay for it
0: on direct damage every month.
1: <laughs> I would but yes, that is it is a good point. I mean you'll 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 never unless you take your shot, you'll never know if you score the goal. Like every
2: shot not taken is a shot not took?
1: Yeah, Wingravecki, Michael 20. Scott. <laughs> 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 anyway, sorry. hobbs how's, how's, how's your week? Yeah. Sorry, we no. got on a tangent, but
2: <laughs> I was actually going to add something to. Um. Anyway, I don't remember. Um. That happens a lot. Um. My week's been. I don't want to say boring. <laughs> my, wife, my wife. My wife. My wife. She. Uh, she took one of my children, my daughter, and she went to visit some family up, uh, upstate, um, well, upstate New York, different state. And uh, she's been gone since last Thursday, or this past Tuesday, I don't know. She's been, <laughs> gone, she's been gone a while. Time has she's no not meeting anymore. Back. I don't know if she's coming back. Um, she, I think she's coming back sometime this week, I don't know, Thursday or something. I mean, anyway, so it's just been me and the boy. So I haven't been streaming. Uh, I, I think I, I, got a, I got away with a stream on Monday um and i haven't streamed since monday but um i've been you know playing with people lurking in people's chats um playing some trials every now and then (laughs) uh with some people but yeah it's just been me and the boy which actually you know it's like it i was thinking to myself like i like i miss my wife being here and i obviously miss my daughter being here and stuff and it obviously makes easier when you have another parent with a child um but he does such stupid shit all the time. It's hilarious. And I value that time. <laughs> like, when it's just me and him just fucking off with, like, cars or, like, we hunt flies together. Like, he has his little fake pew-pew gun, and, like, I have my little assault shotgun. Assault. Get it? Assault. Um, and we go hunt flies together. It's been, it's been fun. <laughs> Good. Good, I'm glad. what about you? How's your week been, brother?
0: (laughs) My week's been okay. Um, It's been a bit of a kind of up and down in terms of like, what the fuck am I doing? Um, I'm still in this really awkward spot where I can't decide the direction I want to take my channel at all. Um, We obviously played a little Trials, a little Destiny yesterday off stream. Mm -hmm. And I had a lot of fun. And there was, like, this little tiny voice in the back of my head going, like, maybe you should just go back to being a Destiny main again. Maybe this could be fun. That's my voice, actually. But then I played this morning, and I was like, oh, I'm so bored of all the other stuff. Because you were doing dumb stuff. I don't know, man. I, 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 this is just, this is going to be a never-ending battle for me in my head. Because I still think that if I was full-time, only invested in Destiny, it would be great. But I know that I've now built up quite an audience that, aren't destiny viewers so i feel like if i switch to destiny i'm going to alienate a lot of people that have found the channel recently in the last like year so then I'd, I'd have that kind of initial like learning or not learning curve but that initial kind of bump to start building again but then like i don't know man like i just i don't know and, and i'm still just in this constant like i don't know what to do with my channel anymore i don't know where to go i i'm still loving apex um but
1: I, I get I get the impression, because I've, I, my introduction to you is when you were a full-time Destiny main, and yeah. I've seen, and I've followed you for close to two years now, and I'd say that, like, within that time span, having seen both sides of the channel, um, you switch it up and doing variety stuff, and you doing just Destiny stuff, I think... That the existential crisis that you keep running up against is (laughs) do you, uh, regardless of what game, it just seems to keep coming back to do you become a blank main? Do you only focus hardcore on one game like sandbox or do you keep it variety with a focus on a particular type of something, you know, focus on shooters with other stuff sprinkled in? That is that I think is your seesaw because you keep because like even for a period of time it's like you were almost kind of like in my apex man. like am i like what are you i don't know i i think your greatest strength condi is the fact that you are versatile and i think that you have produced some of your best content uh when you are playing what you want to play what you're excited to play Hmm. and i think that just circles back to variety has been i think not necessarily just good for the channel, but I think it's been good for you. Um, and I think that you've had a lot more fun sometimes doing these what are supposed to have been one-off streams where you just play blank. But then, like, you had so much fun with it, you come back to it later. Um, I the think thing... but there is there is a bit of dread there because then it's like, well, when, you, when your attention does wander and you get because you, you are moving from game to game to game that next game that you move to maybe isn't going to have that same spark or you're going to play something you really like and then when that spark is gone, then you're like, what do I do next?
0: The thing for me, and I've said it before and I keep saying it, is that every so often I'll be playing and I'll be sitting playing Apex and I'll be like maybe four or five hours deep into a stream and I just have this little voice in my head being like, this isn't, like you're just sitting playing video games and you're doing nothing else. There's no extra level there's no content you're playing apex the same as tens of thousands of other people on twitch right now and that little voice then starts to really get to me because i'm like i should be doing something else the the one of the most fun streams i've done recently uh and i think my community would agree is when i decided okay today people can choose channel points to ban a word and if i say that word i have to do a punishment and i played um resident evil and apex during that stream but the game was not the the focal point of that stream and that's to me i finished that stream and i was like obviously a mess (laughs) I like like, lipstick on and like all sorts of weird stuff (laughs) but i finished that stream and i thought yeah like i actually feel like i did work today i feel like i put thought into it and i've come out and i feel like i've actually done i've achieved good content you know that was my my thing and the game was kind of secondary. And I, I always feel like, for me, again, I'm not a good player at games. Like, I'm not the person you watch because, oh, they're cracked at this game. Uh, or I'm not the person you watch because, oh, they have a lot of knowledge about this game. I think I'm quite comfortably like, okay, I'm the dumb person that might give you a laugh if you're watching it. So, like, You've just watching me struggle in Apex... I don't know. For me, I don't, ever, I, want, I don't want the game to be the, the major focal point. I, I want to be doing something yeah. else on top. But as you guys know, it's sometimes hard to come up with that sort of thing. And a lot of days I get home from work and I'm like, I, sh- I have to stream. I haven't streamed in like two days. I have to stream, but I have nothing planned. So I'm just going to play video games. And then I feel bad because I'm not really doing anything extra to, to make that fun and, and more unique. Like the banned words thing was great because not only was it like a little bit of extra... Difficulty for me and, and having to think about what I was doing and think about what I was saying, it was more engaging for chat because they got to interact with channel points, they were actively trying to trip me up to say words that I shouldn't and it kept the stream moving, you know, there was never a lull in chat, it was all good and, and that's the kind of thing I want to be doing every day, but that's just not really feasible. So I guess it's more coming to terms with myself that like hey sometimes I just have to do a normal <laughs> stream and yeah. not play games. But then again somebody said to me today in chat like what are you excited about? What games are coming out that you're excited about? I, I got nothing man. And part of me is like maybe I'm just over video games. <laughs> like as weird as that sounds to say it's like I still want to stream. I still want to be on Twitch but I don't think uh, gaming is really the thing that you know I, I i don't know if i just need to find a new game or or what but i mean something a, a you've weird commented spot. on
1: before is um is how you've given direct examples of streamers that you appreciate where they've come up with like a shtick or a routine mm. so like you know people who you know they uh they have a thing that's specific to their platform you've mentioned specific streamers by name where they have a segment where in that segment they will uh watch something with viewers and commentate on it or they'll have viewer submissions for you know be it art or music or whatever and then they riff on that like but it's kind of like a thing where it's specific to their channel you know that that is when you think of their channel you think of this shtick they have this um i don't know they have they have this performative aspect where it involves a very specific activity that they do and and I one of my I know one of my counterpoints was to to that was like how a channel that I like just started recently doing like um like audiobook but like they would do audiobook bingo so like if something happened they were like taking a drink um so you know they would <laughs> they were reading shitty romance novels and they would cite all of the things that might pop up in a romance novel like I haven't seen that before but I think the the challenge with coming up with those cool segments the, those there's things that you can like um get into is one how will they weather in the long term because i think eventually the whole band word thing if you did it every stream exactly would lose its novelty and exactly. i think and and the people that I, at least i've seen that have these segments they're not doing it every stream they're doing it couple every like every two three streams you know what i mean mm. um and i think that's then tricky because then it almost is like well if you're gonna have these i think it almost supports your idea your point that you you gotta have some normal streams some where you're not overthinking and overstressing about what's my routine today like what what is the what is the driving um theme for today and instead it's just like i'm gonna play some games with some friends maybe we're gonna do some you know ranked this or that and tomorrow uh tune in guys because we're gonna have a special blah, blah 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 where you know i have a challenge yeah you know for you because if you have a challenge every day it does it, it's not either it's not a challenge anymore it's not special like, anymore it, it's yeah it's not novel
0: yeah I, I, I think that's the
1: same same idea with like channel points like if you have something that is novel you can't make it cheap exactly because if you make it too cheap then it's happening all the time and then it's not there's no I don't know sparkle when it does happen
0: yeah i think i just need to i don't know i just need to come up with more of those things and kind of accept that there is going to be days where i'm just live playing a game and that's fine um i think it's just myself i'm always like trying to think of what could be better what could be better and and doing that i did do a pool stream this past week yeah
2: yeah you
1: did which was uh, well received i mean it was brief it was like yeah you got a big response, both on TikTok and Twitter and...
0: I, uh, yeah, I, 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 it was all kind of last minute. Like, I woke up that morning, it was super nice weather, went outside, and I was like, okay, there's, like, no wind, it's sunny, it's warm, and I thought, I'm just gonna test going live, like, straight from my phone and see how that works, and it seemed to work good, and I was like, okay, this'll be fun, uh, and then I was like, fuck it, let's just do it today. I'm gonna just, you know, turn off the stream, I'm gonna go fill the pool, and we'll do that. But my downfall was I didn't actually come up with any content to do. So once I was in the pool, it was kind of just like, okay, now what do I do?
2: Trust me, that <laughs> was enough content for everyone.
0: But the, uh, the, the, there was a few downsides. It took longer to fill the pool than I thought. My garden, even though it's on a very, very slight slant, made it so that all the water just went to one end of the pool. <laughs> and uh, in between yeah, gravity's me- a bitch. <laughs> in between me restarting the stream the wind picked up a bit and it got rather cold in the
2: pool as we all could see.
0: Um so that was an interesting one. Also if you're in the pools hot tubs beaches category on Twitch you're going to attract some some wrongens. Friendly folk.
2: <laughs> Friendly
0: folk. Uh um, there was there was a lot of uh
2: excited folk.
0: Yes. It was a little a little uh monkey ass. <laughs> But um, that was kind of fun. We might I might do more if I can think of something to actually do, and I can get nice weather for it. Again, I feel like Scottish summer might be over already, but um, you know, we'll work something out. But that was kind of fun, I suppose. At least <laughs> i did something.
1: Well, I, I I think that uh as some people have said in chat, like maybe just have a day. You know, that is your thing. Like one of the things that was actually good for me in in recent months. uh We hadn't done it. One, because I took off last week, and then the week before, there was some scheduling stuff where it just it didn't work out. But on Wednesdays, for a, a while, I was doing um, that Pictionary game, Gartic Phone. Yeah. You know, where it, it's kind of like a Jackbox sort of style community drawing challenge. And not only was it great content for the channel, um, and it was a blast to do, but we only did it once a week. And it started to become a thing where the people who regularly participated in it we're looking forward to it as i was um and i think that's something that i i could see being really good for anyone who's looking to shake things up on their channel is if you are going to diversify maybe just kind of pick a day and then just like roll with it and then just embrace that day as being for that activity so like i have saturdays where i stream with uh with lauren and we do co-streams and that in of itself is a thing that i know that some people for my channel specifically look forward to because they they like her they like the things that we play we play stuff that's completely different and in that sense it we almost have cultivated some regular viewers just around saturday streams only um and one or two of them maybe have bled into the weekly streams but we've had a bunch of weekly people you know that have bled right into the saturday stream and getting that kind of like current that that transition it just kind of keeps the water moving you know it kind of keeps you moving and it also gives you something to plan you know around so you know if you've got i love your um i love that you started to cultivate these segments so like for a while you know you now have some days where you start off your stream where you do pokemon card openings um <laughs> not anymore and you have, uh, <laughs> well but you know what i mean like and then you yeah, have other bank ones account say like no you... to
0: that one, but uh, yeah, <laughs> you, would, you
1: would start out and do GeoGuessr. like those, you know, like having those things in at regular segments gives people a thing to look forward to. So I would know that if you're going live, I would have enough time to like go walk the dogs, and you'd still probably be doing GeoGuessr, and I could just like chill and watch a little bit of GeoGuessr before I got ready. Um, you know, like that that kind of regularity breeds expectation from the viewer, which is why I think. You know at my old job as a librarian when we would schedule programs the programs that always did the worst were ones where they were Mm one-off um even if you had two months to advertise there's so many things competing for uh the attention of the viewer or the attendee you know they've got their own life with their own family their own friends their own job their own obligations there's plenty of things that are going to be pulling at them to distract them having something that it only happens on just one day, even if you're putting up flyers and you're hyping the shit out of it for like months, unless you're a super fan, you know, let's say a band's coming through town and they haven't played that, they haven't played a concert in your area ever, or in a while, like you're gonna make time for that because you're a big fan. But if you're interested and would still enjoy an activity, but there's other things you also enjoy that would like pull you away from that, you'll let yourself be pulled in different directions. But I think that with repeat programming, it gives people an out oh i can't make condi's you know what did it uh uh scott gave a suggestion he said something wednesdays
0: what band word wednesdays
1: Bandword wednesdays like like you could have a bandword wednesday i would know that oh i can't watch you this wednesday or i'm not free or i have to go to the dentist or whatever but like it's band words wednesday like i love that segment i'm gonna come back you know and i'm you know you, yeah. you start making time for it because you know what's coming I think there's days where it's like anything can happen are fine but I think there's there's a, a real benefit to having kind of like a schedule even if it just means like diversifying your content but like being a little more systematic in like how you deliver it
0: sure yeah shall we talk some twitch updates some twitch news yeah. um I guess we want to head DMCA first
2: uh, yeah uh we had it's been so
0: long yeah um guys more more bands are coming it's it's happening people are getting dmca'd again more people on twitter are acting like they've never heard of this before and they have no idea what's going on i feel like i'm in groundhog day but um <laughs> don't be surprised if you if, if your favorite streamer still just listen to any old music I mean don't be surprised if they're not going to be around because like this is happening more and more and more uh, and it, Twitch put out an email I don't know when like did we talk about it last I know we missed last week um but we let me, see, let me check my Gmail Twitch sent out an update on DMCA where again they basically just straight up said hey we've had a bunch more <laughs> DMCA claims have come in um you know Here's a reminder to maybe stop taking the risk. Um, and, you know, people are getting hit again. So <laughs> please be aware. Use the tools that are there for DMCA Safe Music. Um, it's just Read because all yeah.
2: the information involved in those tools.
0: Here we go an important update about DMCA. We are committed to being more transparent with you about DMCA. We recently received a batch of takedown notifications with about 1000 individual claims from music publishers. All of the claims are for VODs and the vast majority target streamers listening to background music while playing video games or IRL streaming. Based on the number of claims, we believe these right holders used automated tools to scan and identify copyright music and creators VODs and clips, which means they'll most likely send further notices. Now, it does say we're actively speaking with music labels about solutions that could work for creators as well as right holders. This is our first such contact from the music publishing industry. Uh, we're disappointed they decided to send takedowns when we're willing and ready to speak to them. I mean, come on. That bit got me a little bit. We're disappointed that they decided to strike us when we're ready to speak to them about solutions. Like, come on. Like, Twitch. Of course they're going to send takedowns. <laughs> yeah. Like, we all know this. Why did Twitch not know yeah. this?
1: They <sighs> that 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 was carefully worded to to yeah. as like a like we're we're standing in our face by the viewers. Yeah, it's like it's like Twitch is like there's a crowd of streamers and viewers, and then there's like Twitch by itself, and it's like they took two steps back and like saddled up with us and crossed their arms. Yeah, like, we were ready yeah. to talk to you all of <laughs> us Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly, as a posse, and it's like wait, what Twitch? I am for life. <laughs> yeah it it seemed a little not disingenuous but like clearly you know it just seemed like a weird thing to
0: send it. out to your your creators and your viewers to be like we're really dis- we're, we're disappointed about this we're just as upset as you are like yes but I struggle to believe that Twitch having been through the last 12 months on this platform they know what's coming they are seeing everything all these DMCA's coming in Twitch need to be actively reaching out and talking to these people. They can't just sit there and go, well, we'll just wait. I'm sure they'll stop sending DMCA's and, and contact us eventually, you know? Like, I'm sorry. I just, that re- that irked me a little bit when they put that in the email. That's, it just kind of annoyed me. Like, in,
1: in response to the, the question that Effigy put in chat, um, speaking of DMCA, how do Twitch DJs and cover artists get around it? It's all copyright music on stream, right? Um, The thing is, is that, I think the way they get around it, and I'm using that very loosely, is they aren't getting hit with live claims yet, um, which have happened. There have been multiple instances where people have been documented to be struck on stream live and have even had streams taken down while live. Now, granted, they have not been for music yet, but they have been for video content. So a couple people got taken down for streaming football matches, um, soccer matches.
0: or oh, One guy that um, watched an episode of... A- tv show
1: yeah so that has happened and those have been live and so we know that live dmcas are possible however i don't think based on the people that like we here on the podcast follow through like the industry and like the 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 channels that we're kind of keeping tabs on through stuff like twitter i've not seen any documentation that has happened for music live in regards to your question about how djs and cover artists get around it Honestly, I think they just don't save their VODs. There is an option where you can toggle for your channel to not have VODs saved, um, so that basically you go live, you're live, when you end your stream, stream's over, stream's done, and nothing is saved. Uh, You can also disable clips. So if you have VODs turned off, and you have clips turned off, and you're not afraid of getting live struck, then I think that right now is how they get around it. Um, Because... And I think in instances where you have there's a there's one DJ, I I apologize for not knowing her name. She was on the front page recently. She was doing a partner thing with Alienware, and um and I've seen the clip of the stream be reshared a couple times actually on a on Twitter as well as somewhere else. But it was being used in promotion with Alienware. Basically, she was live streaming. She has her own channel. She was DJing music, and she had this new partnership that was being hyped um and obviously it was a sort of like a pseudo promotional thing um for for dell and alienware and the thing is is that like i'm pretty comfortable that because it got used for advertising purposes later on twitter and recirculated there's a strong chance that the music that she was using was probably already vetted uh and licensed for that that type of use um but in regards to people who are just doing it on their own and this is not part of some ad campaign if the music they're using is is something that you would just straight up hear on the radio or from a private you know r- like record collection i think those people just aren't saving their VODs. i think yeah. that's their workaround for right now
0: it's uh like you see, live takedowns are coming uh for music they will absolutely come unless twitch do something to strike a deal um just don't risk it it just don't risk it uh there was a I, I cannot remember the name and I'm, i wouldn't want to drop a name either but i saw someone on twitter who was outraged because they received a dmca um because they watched a clip from a cartoon on their stream and in their tweet they were like this is ridiculous they uploaded it to their own youtube channel why do i get a strike for watching it like it's literally on their channel and it's like yeah because they have the right they own that show they've got the rights to upload that to youtube you don't have the right to rebroadcast that just because oh well it's on their youtube channel so it's fine to watch that's not how it works so you know it's easy to get mad at twitch um it's easy you know there was another one that we were talking about privately earlier about um a creator that was made a whole video getting angry at twitch because they got a strike for using uh, a song that was in twitch soundtrack if you don't know twitch soundtrack we covered it before is was was advertised as this music that was going to be safe to listen to but it's only safe to listen to live it's not safe to have in your vods because of licensing and if you read it into it at all, you understand that there's a way to set it up where it will not save to your VODs. And if it does save to your VODs, you've done something wrong and you're then potentially going to get a strike. And this person got a strike and they were all mad at Twitch because, oh, Twitch, this is supposed to be safe music, but they haven't read into it more than the first headline or whatever, right? Um, just do your research. Granted, I do think it's a bit crazy that somebody got a DMCA for soundtrack when I see people that are just... Actively listening to just popular music all the time, that don't seem to get yeah. strikes yet. I, I think it's bizarre that a soundtrack clip got hit first, but yeah, you just can't, you just can't take the risk. I mean, if you care about trying to keep your channel, I lost. Yeah, a whole that's twitter thing. Like,
2: you do, you do whatever you want, play whatever music you want. I mean, it doesn't? I mean, it's your shit. Don't be too upset if it happens. You know, I'm not. It may happen.
0: It may not happen.
2: You know, it's just a gamble, and if you're okay with you know if and happens, the, you
0: the important thing this? is it, it they say three strikes and you're out right but if you stream for eight hours and you're listening to music for those full eight hours you could get three strikes in one stream and be gone it could happen you, it happened you, you, to you my twitter 20, you
1: could get 20 strikes in one stream yeah and the thing is it doesn't even need to happen in that stream some people are getting hit for DMCA strikes for copywritten music that was on VODs that are like years old yeah like if you have clips or VODs that you've archived because remember highlights don't expire Highlights are still video on demand. Highlights can be for even though you're technically not supposed to make a highlight for an entire stream. There isn't a limit yet can on highlight it, yeah. length. You can do it. Um, so in theory, because highlights don't expire, you could have anywhere from a one minute to like five hour highlight that will not expire, is available to the public, can be scrubbed by any of these bots at any time. And you can be struck regardless of when the infraction happened. So to answer like somebody's question in chat, could you get struck even if you're not a large channel? Large doesn't have anything to do with it. I-, I just want to debunk the idea that the size of your channel has anything to do with whether or not you are more or less visible. The DMCA strikes are not happening because an executive from the RIAA or some you know, peon on the lowest rung of their ladders, just sitting in a cubicle watching videos. It is done through algorithms and automated uh, bots that are scrubbing publicly available content. So what it comes down to is DMCA, just as a brief reminder, is for the Digital Millennium Copyright Act. Um, This is a uh, a U.S. law, um, but because Twitch is a U.S.-based company, it extends to all Twitch users. So if you don't live in the U.S., it doesn't matter, your content is still subject to copyright law under US guidelines. So what it comes down to is this, if you are violating copyright and because Twitch allows you to um, basically create monetary gain, you can collect subs and bits and donos and all that stuff because you can profit if you are using somebody else's content that you do not have explicit permission to use then you can receive a dmca strike and the only reason why we don't get strikes from the video game industry is because the video game industry realizes how important it is for gamers to game and how it gets people to play more yeah um there is a value there for those companies the music industry they are not on that wavelength they, they do don't get not it
2: that's it how that way. that's how it works that's how it works now <laughs> if you but want they just to think don't about it. it
0: this way right <laughs> you know how sometimes if you're you know done streaming you upload or your VOD gets saved to Twitch some portions of that VOD might be muted right now the reason that that has been muted is because Twitch has a bot which is scanning all the content and if that bot goes oh here's a song that might be copyrighted it mutes your VOD right now that's done to try and protect you from being hit by other companies but Twitch's bot isn't perfect it's not anywhere near like YouTube's one YouTube's one is insane you know if you've ever tried to upload something to youtube and it it knows it'll tell you the title of the song and everything like i've i've had experiences where i've tried to upload to youtube i mean i i tried to upload a, a game and there was like a tiny clip of audio in that game that was copyrighted and youtube told me straight away you're you know you can't upload this it's, it's you know it's gonna get you struck so twitch has that bot but it isn't perfect the music industry also has these bots and they're scanning And if they pick up a song in a VOD of yours, they don't care. They will hit you with a copyright strike. And with with Twitch, Twitch obligated, they are obligated to follow this DMCA. If you get three strikes, you're gone. They will just delete your channel. I had my Twitter deleted, or banned because of this. I used to post a little video every time I went live, and it featured music from iCarly, right? And it was like a parody... Uh, little video that I had made which was really funny for going live I used to post that every time I went live for like two years so you imagine my Twitter had hundreds of that the same exact clip and I got a strike from Sony one strike for every single tweet that went out so Twitter received like hundreds of DMCA's all on my account and they just banned me and I was not a big Twitter account you know it was because I bought, scanned it and picked up every single time that song got played and they yeah, hit
1: because the the, channel. the bots don't the algorithm doesn't discriminate and yeah. the thing is what it, the bot itself these tools because that's all they are they're just a tool that they're not sentient but they have like they're semi-aware enough about what they're supposed to do and what they're supposed to report on that they basically they scan a batch of stuff they take all of the reports from that pass it off to a company it's up to that company to whether or not they wish to file a complaint and because as the tools improve and as it becomes easier for not only the collection to happen and the handoff to happen, but once you can take that handoff and automate the complaint process, actually automate the claim going out, that's where we're at now. So the reason why it's... DMCA has been around for more than 20 years. It's just we now have the technology, uh, whether we like it or not, but it's, <laughs> it's there. And the thing is, is that let's not forget dmca is not just audio if you have technically if you have a starting screen or an ending screen or some bit of content on there and it shows fucking like um naruto or it shows like dragon ball or it shows like any pop culture artwork that you did not draw or have commissioned or even if you did have it commissioned and the similarity is too close to the original you can't do that. Technically, I mean, if I fucking like put Mickey Mouse on the, you know, my starting soon screen or like uh, like maybe Warner Brothers, like that's all folks. And I had like a porky pig at the end closing out. If I didn't do a parody of it, if it wasn't satire and enough of it was changed to be uh permissible by law for me to do that, like I could just straight up take the Warner Brothers ending screen logo, slap that on my overlay for the last like minute of my stream. And technically, if Warner Brothers saw that and documented it, I could get a DMCA claim, because DMCA is not just audio; it's any copywritten material. And if you don't own the right to art, audio, visual, you name it, if you're using that as part of your stream, you are vi- violating copyright law.
0: Emotes it may suck, but
1: <laughs> that's just how it, that's that's just that's just how shit is. I'm not. This is None none of it is a justification of like, oh, and that's why it's good. Uh, I'm just saying that is why it is the way it is. So in regards to covers, um, Rainy Prawn asked in chat, you know, what about covers for songs? Dude, if if somebody covers a Prince song and puts it out on an album uh, and that album sells, that artist had to get explicit permission from the estate or from the other artist or from the music label that owns the rights to that artist's song to do the cover of that song and they had to get a license so that they could then release that on their own album and make money off of it. And there's a possibility as per that agreement that they make some royalty off of the cover. Do you know what I mean? So if you do a cover of a song, you may not be getting hundred percent of the proceeds off of your cover because of the deal that you had to make to acquire the rights to then do the cover to begin with. So if you are an artist sitting in your bedroom and you're a talented musician and you're strumming away and you're playing other people's music on stream if you have not been given permission for that i would say be very very careful because if you are affiliate or up if you're someone who actually can make money from twitch if you are receiving income or have the possibility to receive income uh and even if you don't even if you're not affiliate you could still set up a donation link because remember you are a, a format for reaching an audience if that audience is capable of giving you money, you are still making money through the platform. And that end of itself is not like going to be considered fair use. You sitting there playing, you know, Oasis Wonderwall on stream is going to get you in trouble. If that song is picked up by a bot and identified as, you know, um,
0: Trash, garbage. Yeah. Terrible
1: playlist. It... But <laughs> here's the thing. I mean, if it's a cover, Will it be picked up? Because what the bots are scanning against is what is on file. So, like, you know, Eve, perfect example. Eve, someone who is part of our podcast, she's in chat right now. She did a corny Elvis impression. Oh, oh, oh. but, like, sang part of a song. She got muted on a VOD because the algorithm thought, this might be Elvis. And I'm not... I, I know it sounds ludicrous, but it happened. She she got part of her VOD muted because she just happened to, like, you know, sing a bit of an Elvis tune, and she did it accurately enough that the <laughs> algorithm wasn't sure, and it just muted her. And to anyone who's, like, uh, looking at this and saying, oh, well, my VODs get muted, I, I can't get a DMCA strike against something that's been muted. Yes, that's true, but... That's uh, as Connie said, that's only the bit that Twitch caught. Basically, you've got two competing algorithms. Twitch's algorithm is trying to cover your tracks and basically cover up any infraction so that it can't be earmarked later for a claim to be filed against it. And the other bots are looking for anything that Twitter, uh, Twitch is not covering up. Yeah. So, and because we know live DMCA strikes are possible, there's just no reason to like test limits.
0: The, Unless the, you
1: don't care about your channel, that's like, it. If you don't care,
0: the thing is, you. you know. I I just I worry that there's a lot of people saying, well, I haven't had a strike yet, so I'm just gonna do what I'm doing, and if I get a strike, maybe I'll think about changing things. Uh, and unfortunately, it's just not that easy. It can all be gone in an instant if you're not careful. Um, if you care about your channel, it's just something to be smart about. I don't want to see people lose, sometimes years of work when they yeah. could be avoided. Because yeah, that's and, the thing. It's like it's just it's one
2: stream. Yeah. That's it. You'll have all the strikes required in one stream. Done. So it's, it's not even about like, oh, if I can just, if I just get one strike, maybe I'll just, you know, then I'll maybe take it a ser- little more seriously. Like, what are the chances that only one time in your entire stream,
0: that if you're song listening came up. to
2: Spotify, are you just going to, oh, it's only going to get hit once on that. No, you're going to get hit for every single thing that was on there. It's... Gone. So it's, you're not going to have a chance to get like, oh, I got one strike.
0: I mean you might if you're playing twitch soundtrack i guess i I just you know again and i think it's important to say you know i've been on twitch like four years twitch don't care if i get my three strikes they don't care that my channel's gone they're not going to step in and save me you know even the big creators twitch are legally obliged to follow dmca if nick Merckx got hit with three dmcas twitch have to ban him they have to otherwise yeah. they're in breach of dmca and they could be sued and twitch could disappear it's yeah that's, that's the thing they it, it, they that's, that's in twitch's perfect. mind
2: it's either cut tim the Tatman, man or twitch is gone like those are the two options when they get a dmca strike on like say tim had it you know what i mean like that's yeah that's twitch's only option i either ban this guy who makes us a lot of money or twitch is gone completely it the thing what are they is gonna do? it's they're chopping the leg
0: off I'm not saying that I agree with this. I think we're all pretty clear that DMCA it shouldn't be the way it is. It's not meant for this. DMCA is not meant for Twitch and YouTube because it was it was made... DMCA was a law that passed way before this even happened, right? DMCA is being abused by these companies. Of course it is. And I I saw a comment saying, you know, it's not like somebody playing requested covers on violin is going to topple a record label. I, absolutely not. I agree. It's It's insane. But... It's the music industry not understanding, you know, the way the world's moving with online content and things. And they're just trying to use this old law as an aggressive way to attack these things. And nobody wins. Nobody wins. It's, we we all agree that this is stupid. And, you know, if it was up to me, you know, we wouldn't have DMCA. Granted, it needs to be there in some form because the last thing you want is for somebody to be, you know, like Grog saying, me just recording a, an album that's just other people's songs and then releasing it and make money, that's not fair. DMCA exists to protect people that come up with these, you know, materials. And, and that's, in theory, great, but it needs to be updated for the modern age. And unfortunately, we're just kind of fucking stuck and we have to just go along with it. And you know what? Every few months, a ton of people get banned and everyone gets all upset about DMCA and everyone gets mad at Twitch it is not twitch's fault but everyone gets mad at twitch and then guess what a couple of months go by and everybody forgets all about it and everyone just goes back to normal and then more people get banned and it's just this ever going cycle and as somebody people that want to turn a blind
1: eye because they don't want to have to face the reality that yeah. it means you can't just put on spotify and play what you want i mean it just boils down to the thing that you want to do you can't do it and like, yeah, finding- is it stupid?
2: Yes, we all agree. It is dumb as fuck. We are not saying that we yeah. agree with this. At trust me, we do not agree. We it's fucking the hate it. My DLC. life. <laughs> we hate it. Fucking hate it. It's garbage. But and, there are they- options. There are options. Real quick, yeah. you got pre- you got Pretzel. Conda uses Pretzel. I use Pretzel. You can get. You can pay for it. There's a free version. Um, it has cut. Once you have it, you set up an account. You can play their stuff. You can and you're you're safe. Um, Spotify, They have DMC. You can just search up DMCA free. A lot of it's uh, lo-fi um, EDM type stuff. Harris Heller. Everyone knows Harris Heller. He has uh, a Bet sources,
1: though, because there are yeah, plenty of yeah, yeah. people I mean, who will maybe say stream safe or DMCA yeah. free. And the thing is, if it's just composed by some person you've never heard of, you cannot trust that. Right. The music because industry is tricky. Is a,
0: tra- a lot right, of people yeah. so, own but, rights all over the place.
1: Yeah. So here's, here's the other thing, too, is that sometimes people will say, yeah, my stuff is not you can use my stuff wherever i'm the artist the thing is some of those artists with the best of intentions say that but if they have if the rights are held by the music label the music label is the are the people who are going to come after you not the artist so you can have you know someone notable and they that person says hey use my stuff i'm totally cool with it you can use it on stream you can use it in your youtubes but like if the label isn't cool with it if the rights holder is not cool with that then, or let's say they collabed with someone. They had a guest artist, a singer, a musician on that track. If that other artist has any rights to that song, even if one person like you know, composed 60% of the music, if the other person did 40%, but like, they still have some sort of legal claim to the song, if person A says, hey, yeah, you can totally use my stuff, and person B is like, I'm not fucking cool with that. Yeah, person B can them. come after you. Like, so, but th- but on Spotify, as Hump said, you can search for DMCA free. But there are n- known platforms that you can use through Spotify. Um, Monstercat is one of them. Monstercat. Yep. F I X T is one of them. N C S is another one of them. Um, the not N C S is for non copyright sound. Uh, Fixed is more geared towards like um, there uh, a music label that specifies in sort of like EDM electronic uh industrial and kind of like uh just more like aggressive electronic stuff um but they have like a gaming playlist a cyberpunk playlist a a chill playlist harris heller is as hump said is someone else um so you you still want to go with a vetted source and that means you can still use spotify but you can only use those playlists that are vetted you can't just play whatever you want
0: yeah um I'm just, I mean, I'm telling you, you're yeah. going to see a bunch more creators get banned in the next few weeks, months. Uh, I have friends that are still streaming and just listen to whatever they want. Uh, and, you know, I, it's going to happen, you know. And, I, and you can't always tell because some people, I mean,
2: so we listed basically, like, and Pretzel, there is a paid version. But we listed basically like free version, Spotify, Pretzel, um, you know, looking up those things. They're, they're free. You could just listen to which You know, I, I bounce back and forth between Pretzel, um, Harris's... Um, t-pain has his on soundcloud um I,
1: he specifically said he created it on stream he created playlists he's like yeah use my shit. it's fine um oh uh, there's another one that i want to recommend um through spotify slam house s-l-a-m-h-a-u-s he streams on twitch he streams a couple days a week uh he his back catalog of music specifically if you go on spotify and you look up the artist slam house um he does a wide range of music some of it like more skewing towards like indian lo-fi but it's not just like uh he has like rock and he has like pop and it's it's kind of all over the place you should really check him out but he has confirmed on stream uh that his stuff is stream safe uh he makes it all on stream uh he is given like permission via multiple posts across multiple platforms on the internet you can use his stuff he's a pretty cool dude um if you actually want to watch him construct the music that you can then later listen to and then replay on your own stream. You can check him out. Um, nice dude. But there are people who are like that, that are cool. The thing is, is that we just, we can't ignore the fact that the view of these companies from the outside is that Twitch is a platform where the, the content creator who is streaming live content, whether it is their content or someone else's can make money off of it through Twitch as a platform um something that we came up in our our group chat like earlier in the month or a couple weeks ago was someone i follow they predominantly are a PVP player um they play online shooters this person you know they do long streams maybe 6 7 hour streams they took a break to have a meal right like so plenty of people might do throw up an away screen or they just like cover their camera while they're eating this person sat And for 40 minutes, watched a Hell's Kitchen episode on YouTube, the full fucking episode, like 45 minutes of content with their chat. And most of the time they're silent and otherwise they're chiming in and they're taking wagers with their chat about like, you know, this contestant or that contestant who's going to get voted off. And like some people were like, in in that time, in that 45 minutes, people are doing their resubs. People are uh, periodically dropping bits. So this person is streaming content. From network television that they definitely do not own, but in that process, without trying to, because they weren't trying to capitalize on saying, hey, in their stream title, they weren't advertising, I'm watching Hell's Kitchen, come join in, watch it for free. But that's what they were doing. And that person was making money while they were sitting there watching TV. And it's not a question of whether or not that's good content. It's a question of like uh, ethics. In the eyes of the law, and in the eyes of the law, you can't do that. It, it, it. Do I care if somebody fucking watches Hell's Kitchen while they sit there and have their meal as a break from stream? I don't give a fuck. Like it's fine, but like the companies care, and that's what matters. Yeah. Um,
2: especially when, especially when it's people you, and and I think Grog he gets frustrated because like he likes his he likes these this streamer, and we like we see these streamers that we we care about, or we you know content creators that oh yeah we see this and we is partnered.
1: We, this person yeah. has like th- like three thousand monthly subs or mo- actually more than that they might even have double that
2: this person and to see is- them risk <laughs> see them risk their entire i mean most likely i mean not
1: livelihood
2: mm, a good chunk no, of it probably no. you know this
1: person is this person, their livelihood they have multiple yeah. they have multiple sponsorships and contracts with um like like drinks companies and uh like tech manufacturers like in terms of like logitech and think blue microphone like this i mean these are people with stuff to lose like yeah. this person has is is part of a sponsored like like small esports team like they could lose all of that why like i don't understand why why would you do why would you risk it
0: yeah um i know we have another topic just really quick i wanted to answer the question about TikTok in the, the chat there TikTok. Is the same as as Twitch and YouTube in terms of, it's still vulnerable to DMCA, right? You can still definitely get takedowns for TikToks, takedowns for TikToks. It's fun to say.
1: Um, takedowns for TikToks. T-downs. However,
0: <laughs> TikTok's kind of an interesting one because of its huge popularity. I have definitely seen sometimes if you go back and look at like old TikToks that maybe you've favorite or whatever, you'll find that they've been muted, right? So if they've been muted, chances are there's a reason that TikTok's either received a claim or or something's gone on there that TikTok's went, that needs to be muted so you can't hear the audio anymore. Sometimes that happens, not very often. The thing with TikTok is because it is so massive, the record labels and that industry are kind of doing the complete opposite, which is that they'll take a popular influencer on TikTok and they will actually pay them and say, hey, could you create a viral dance or something using our song? Because they know that TikTok actually has the power to hugely make or break a new song coming out. There's a song recently uh, that I noticed is all over TikTok called Good For You. I actually quite catchy. I went went and listened to it on Spotify because it kept popping up on my TikTok all the time. It's a good song. That song is blowing up in terms of Spotify and, and all these other things the only reason is because it got popular on tiktok because there was a trend and it blew up so record labels are recognizing that and record labels are saying well tiktok's a very powerful tool for us to promote a new song a new album a new artist whatever they don't feel the same way about twitch and i think the reason is because tiktok has a lot to do with the audio it has a lot to do with the song that's playing you know more so than twitch twitch it's very much background music right, right. That I think is the main reason. And also just because they've seen artists whose song got big on TikTok. I mean, I I listened to a podcast with a a dude that um, got interviewed and, you know, for a long time he was making music by himself and he had one song that suddenly just blew up on TikTok and he had millions of streams on Spotify. He was then going out on tour and doing all these things. And he actively said, the only reason I'm in this position is because that song, a popular TikToker used it for a clip and it blew up and now that's made that person's whole career so honestly i don't feel bad about using copyright music in tiktoks maybe that's kind of uh hypocritical for me to say because i'm so careful in all my other content but if there's a trending sound on tiktok and i'm gonna make a funny video or whatever i'm just gonna do it
1: here's here's the irony of it all and i think shadow kind of like nails it perfectly shadow Armad in chat says so what i hear is that uh one is good and the other is not and 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 my 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 take from that to kind of like tease that out is he's right that basically just like the video games industry does not file any claims towards any streamers because they know it is beneficial for them as a company and for that industry to allow people to stream their video games to promote it to work with um you know cross-promotion deals with like you know food and drinks companies and 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 uh, hardware manufacturers, that they there is a thriving industry around promoting that content and that and the sale of that content. So video game industries, Twitch, it's free reign. But the music industry is basically selectively saying, "Hey, TikTok, are they doing the same things? Are people posting like copywritten stuff without the consent of the creator and and reusing it? Yes. Are we gonna like come after them? No. Why? Because, because the it's renegade is cool." Per- because it's it's useful for the music industry to like track metrics and gain exposure and like basically when it's convenient for the industry to turn exactly its eye away from enforcing the law they will if they 100%. if there is a pathway for them to make money but if I take a popular song and I put it uh, as the backing track for my TikTok am I breaking copyright law according to us law yes will you get a dmca claim for it on tiktok almost assuredly probably no but the reason is the music industry is choosing not to enforce it with one particular platform and they are choosing to enforce it with others so you will get slapped on it for it you know if you post it on youtube or if you post it on that's a great
2: i'm so glad you said that because a it's 100 spot on it and that's what and it frustrates me because people get so mad at these uh these companies, Twitter, Twitch, TikTok, YouTube, whatever, because they're like, oh, well, why does it work here and why does it not work there? It's not the companies; they have no control over these claims. It is one hundred percent on who owns the rights. It is the music industry. It's it's one hundred percent. It's like it. It's just like it's like if someone crashes into your your car or something hits you. It's up to you whether or not you want to file charges. I mean, that's how it is. You can say, nah, I'll let it go. They broke the law. They ran the mean like, you know, whatever. You know, they they did something, but it's up to you to continue down that path. And the music industry decides when and if it benefits and that's that when and where they want to allow it. And it's only going to be because they make money. So yeah, oh, TikTok, yeah. they make money and it works out for them fantastically on TikTok. So they're like, okay, we'll let it slide here. Twitch and YouTube, now fuck you guys. Because it doesn't have, benefit them.
0: I think they actually do just have kind of uh, a chip on their shoulder about Twitch as well though. I think that yeah. the music industry's only recently kind of went, "Oh, hang on a minute. This has been going on for years." Yeah, maybe And yeah. you know, I think we can arguably and this, say that and I think probably has kind of when they them. say
1: it's been going on for years is basically code for uh we could have been making money on this for years.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's yeah. That's the yeah. that's the subtext.
0: I think they're I'm just sorry, I, I we've lost the, millions of dollars. <laughs> yeah. I think the music industry uh, have got their sites set on Twitch and they're not whether or not at this point they're making any benefit from it because you're there's the argument for exposure you know if a big streamer is playing a song does it give exposure not in the same way as TikTok clearly because it's it's very rare that it's going to go viral whereas on TikTok a song can go viral doesn't ever happen on Twitch really but whether or not that's the case I think the music industry is just kind of like nah we're we're going after twitch and and that's kind of nothing else really matters. I reckon they're really just tunnel visioned on uh shutting that down really um and you know again, I just think it's worth saying let's uh be safe, cover yourself because it happened to me like I say, I lost my Twitter after years and years and years on that Twitter account. It just got banned like that in a day, um and I had to start over now doesn't necessarily affect me as much. If I lost my Twitch channel after like four or five years of working on it, that's devastating, right? My Twitter account wasn't as bad. It still sucked, but it wasn't as bad. I mean, like, you know, I had people messaging me on other platforms saying like, why did you block me on Twitter? And I'm like, I didn't, my Twitter got bad. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, I, um, I just don't want to see anybody lose their, their channel over this because that would suck. It really would uh and and you know whether or not i mean we've obviously spent a lot of time looking into this and researching it and following it all i know a lot of people aren't doing that the same way uh i think if you're a big creator if you're partnered and this is your a big source of income for you i think it's your responsibility to be paying attention to this but if you're maybe smaller you're still getting started all the more reason that you need to look into these things maybe that's an excuse of why you wouldn't be as aware of what's going on but Even more so that like Twitch do not care and they will just ban you.
1: And you know, what's sometimes sad is that even people who are firmly established within the industry haven't done their research either. Um, Nick Merckx is a shining example of someone who assuredly told all of his chat and told like other major uh, streaming friends of his that like, no, no, it's cool. Like, don't worry about it. You know, this isn't a big thing. It's not going to happen to us. You know, we're too big. Sure enough, he sends out like a video, you know. Well, I think it was just a reel, but basically, like, he deleted a bunch of his VODs. He was wrong. He said, like, oh, I, t- I-, I got a guy at Twitch. I talked to a guy at Twitch. Like, don't worry about it. Don't you didn't, Tim, you didn't have to delete all your stuff. Like, don't worry about it. Guess who was fucking wrong? Nick Merckx. Yeah. And that's not me dissing on him. He was just, he had the wrong take. He thought it- they were too big to be affected. It's yeah. not literally the biggest content creators on the platform could disappear tomorrow if they got taken to task i i will say um joris's comments in chat have been really good uh their one thing is tiktoks aren't monetized that's true basically though you can make money from tiktok but the money that you're making is happening from deals that are outside of and and are ancillary to the platform itself so in most a,
0: cases there is actually yeah, a creator it, fund you can get into like a sort of partnership program with tiktok
1: but that's that's like very slim I mean, like I don't know what the criteria
0: is, but yeah, like, and I've seen people say like, oh, hey, I had this TikTok that got ten million views, and I made fifteen dollars or something from it. Like, it's very Uh, small, but yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, by and large, the majority of the individuals on the platform, overwhelmingly, there is no money changing hands. They're just posting like material to TikTok, and I think that it because that is so very different from Twitch. Twitch even like it's it is so easy to reach affiliate and so many people are at affiliate that there is so many more people who have who stand to make income from twitch as a platform or youtube as a platform um that they they just take it more seriously um and and they are just selectively hypocritical about you know which which platform they target because i mean is are people violating on tiktok just as much sure uh one to change topics off of DMCA, I do want to talk <laughs> about TikTok briefly because we could talk about DMCA all day.
0: Do we want to quickly um, go through emotes as well or save that for another week? I mean
1: uh we can go through it real quick. I just want to say uh there's a, a tool um that helped me I was talking about at the top of the show um how I've like tried to improve my workflow and, and getting stuff on to, to TikTok more readily. Uh, and one of the ways to do that was to utilize this big back catalog of clips that I have for my channel, um, but make them visually appealing for the the TikTok format, which is not landscape; it's portrait. Um, so you've got this like emphasis on the vertical, the vertical of the video, right? Um, there is a website called uh, it's called I think it's called Stepladder uh da, 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 twitter um but basically this tool allows you to um take your video you can either like direct it to a clip or you can um sorry it's called streamladder it's called streamladder.com uh and basically what streamladder is is a way for you to um either give them the URL directly to your twitch clip or you can uh have downloaded the clip or download any video really and then upload it to their site and what it does is it gives you a crop tool where typically most people when they're playing content are going to have a static webcam somewhere on their screen and then most of their content is going to be happening in the middle of their screen right um and so because all the action is focused in the middle What they do is they give you two crop tools the first crop tool allows you to just like basically crop out the the static area where your webcam is and then the other tool allows you to just take a vertical crop of the 16 by 9 ratio but it's just doing this vertical slice and you just center that on the majority of the action on your screen it'll default just to the middle um because pretty much every game has like you know will probably have a crosshair or something that is like the focal point is dead center and what it does is it takes your your camera, puts it to the top of this portrait uh, for TikTok, and the lower like two thirds of your TikTok area is just your gameplay. Um, it it can do other things too. You can keep basically a landscape format, and to fill out um, the the portrait mode, it'll just put like a blurred like uh, like a like an oversized blurred version at the top and the bottom. So instead of having these big black bars, you basically have your video and landscape um, and then you have like the the content in the background kind of blurred out so that when you're looking at it on your phone, the whole screen is filled up with like movement color. Uh, But it's called StreamLadder.com. It's pretty cool. Uh, They have a premium version. I think it's like five bucks a month. Basically, it allows you to do like extra formatting options. Um, Otherwise, you can just do a couple formatting options for free pretty neat uh, i've used it to some success so far uh, i'm going to continue to use it but i just wanted to mention that really quick it's like a tool for anyone who's looking to uh uh take specifically contents from stream and then edit them easier or at least slice them up easier uh to be used in a format that's friendly
0: this um, app is it on mobile or is it on a on pc this app
1: i've used it on pc only um i don't know that they have like an app store version uh, you could go to their website and check um as far as i know right now um it it's just a web-based interface so uh if even if you you could do it through your phone if you wish because basically what it would have you do is um you could point them to a url so if you go to your twitch profile you find the url of a clip that you like uh you could just copy and paste that onto their website Um, it'll allow you to set your boundaries for where you want to crop it. And then it'll just literally reprocess the video, um, and export it. And then just, it gives you a file to download. And then what you do with that file is whatever you do. So you could also be using this for, um, Twitter too. Uh, it doesn't Mm. have to be for TikTok. Twitter now supports vertical formats for posting, um, both for web and for mobile. So if you are someone who wants to have sort of that portrait mode, um, and you want it to be a video that you could use for other platforms you could use it for twitter too um currently instagram does not support vertical it only supports 16 by 9 or square yeah uh so this would not be good for that but um yeah it's a neat little tool is it uh is a free tool uh yeah so again it's free there's uh yeah there's there are uh, a couple free formats like templates that you can use uh there are more involved templates that you can use um, for how the the final video gets exported um, that's for premium I think it's like uh four 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 pound 99 a month or something like that this is just like a small operation it's, yeah I think it's a compassion project that someone put out um, but it's it's really nice
0: yeah I mean I, I was just thinking like obviously I, I use premiere to to do exactly what you're saying which is the the you know, edit reformatting the clips and stuff. Um but obviously Premiere's a, a paid service. So if you're not willing to do that, then this might be a great alternative to uh to use without having to download yeah. a video editing software and sit and uh, or even know, teach yourself. I mean like yeah.
1: it's just streamladder.com. Um
0: it's neat. Yeah. Um yeah the next the only other thing I, I wanted to really talk about was this uh, big change that's coming to emotes. Um which I will quickly run through yeah. the kind of the big points so the whole point of this is it's celebrating 10 years of twitch twitch's 10th anniversary is today i believe um and uh, so they said here that uh, we wanted to celebrate with something special for the community um what better gift than emotes right so basically there's going to be some updates coming the first thing is animated emotes and if you have better twitch tv or you know a similar extension You maybe already see animated emotes, you know, GIF formats um, that get used in chats is quite common in a lot of channels. But uh, Twitch themselves haven't had animated emotes until now. Um, I don't know why I never really saw this coming because it kind of makes sense. It would be the next logical thing. But uh, the way it's going to work out, um, animated emotes, which we expect to make available to partners in a few weeks and affiliates by the end of 2021 creators can add up to five new animated emotes as a benefit for tier one subscribers. So the key thing I think there is they're saying you can add five new emotes. So in theory, me as a, 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 an affiliate, I have five tier one emotes right now. I can then add another five animated ones. So in theory, I could have five regular sub emotes and five animated emotes as well, um, bringing it up to 10. Um, and you're gonna be able to manage and upload animated emotes from the emotes page which they're also adding this library which is important which we'll get to a little bit further on um, are you sure they're additional i'm not 100 percent sure but from what I i'm actually, reading there it sounds I don't, like they are i
1: don't believe i don't think that they are from what i've read uh through what zach Busey posted on twitter and and basically the short of it is it seems as though that you have five animated emote slots that you are able to fill um, but those emotes can be animated or static so it's not five in addition to the five that you get so if for example affiliates can unlock up to five emotes plus two more one for tier two one for tier three and that's that's the current situation Mm -hmm. Um, my understanding is you of those seven emotes five of them can be um or actually all five of them can be tier one um but you can have them be animated or static but right. not both um okay the way i read it was... said that you can sorry yeah. go on oh they, so they've also said that you can then animate static emotes if yes. you don't already have them animated that will be a tool where you can um make them what was it you can make them shake rave so they change colors roll um spin slide in or slide out Um, yeah so you don't have to
0: make the animation yourself if you've just got an emote that you like twitch is gonna have um this sort of library of like okay here's my emote i want to add a shake to it and it will just shake it's a lot like
1: modify emotes now yeah you can modify an existing emote for 24 hours it gives you a custom emote where it has like sunglasses on it or seasonally it'll maybe have like a santa hat things like that
0: yeah exactly um so that's kind of interesting i think you know again we'll have to see because affiliates are not going to get it till the end of the year but partners apparently sometime soon uh will get that uh the other new thing is follower emotes which i'm pretty confident saying these ones are definitely additional to the the current emotes that you would have in your channel um you get one well it says we're experimenting with follower emotes and we're making these available in beta to select partners and affiliates The new tier of channel emotes lets creators grow their communities by offering viewers a fun, free benefit to hitting the follow button. So you don't have to subscribe for these ones. Follower emotes can only be used in the channel in which they are unlocked. Uh, And it says they'll be collecting uh, data during the the beta test to improve it. Um, They hope to begin rolling out widely later this year. Um, And it says creators with beta access can select up to five emotes to populate the new free tier so yeah. then in that sense you're going to have your normal sub emotes but then up to five free emotes for anybody to just follow but they can only use them in your channel so if i follow humps and i get an emote for following i can't then use that emote in grog's chat
1: yes it won't work Correct.
0: right um so those are definitely additional which is good um you know it's uh, emo artists all over twitter are going to be getting a lot of business which is good um They're also adding this library, which is gonna help us to manage emotes. Um, So I don't know when they said this was gonna be, but it's basically gonna be an emote tab in your dashboard that's gonna be able to help you manage your emotes. Um, So it says, even if they're not active, you you can have emotes uploaded there and choose to activate or deactivate them without having to delete and then re-upload when you want new emotes going in. So if you want to swap them around between, oh, this one, I want to be as a follower emote and this one as a sub emote, tier one, tier two, tier three, whatever, you can move them around all through there without having to, you know, go through the whole process of deleting them and then re-uploading them. Um, I don't know exactly what this current situation is on getting emotes approved. It used to be they had to be manually approved by Twitch and sometimes it would take weeks. Uh, Hmm, I think now there is a way where if you've been Affiliate for a certain amount of time I think
1: two months. I think yeah, you have to, if you're affiliate for two months, they, they yeah Don't have to I think the almost immediate it's, now It's almost immediate, but I think that for your first emote or couple emotes submitted If you've never had one on the channel or on the platform before I think there's still the initial vetting. but then after you've gone past that you can just put up wherever you want And then it's just down to whether or not someone reports you for like inappropriate content.
0: Yeah, so having the library is fantastic i mean i i was saying earlier in my stream that like old emotes that i had when i deleted them and then uploaded new ones those are just gone because i don't have the original files anymore um you know whether they were on a hard drive that got wiped or or whatever on old pc uh they're gone so that won't really be an issue anymore it doesn't say if there's like a cap to how many you can have in your library but in theory now if you want to get rid of an emote, you don't have to just delete it forever. You can upload it uploaded there and put it back in anytime you want.
1: I'll give people a quick tip. If you currently have emotes for your channel, you have new ones commissioned, and you're in the position of, say, Condi was, where like he had them uploaded at one point in time, but he doesn't have the original files anymore, do this. Go to twitchemotes.com. You can search for your own channel. You can actually search for anyone's channel. And effectively, what twitchemotes.com is, is it pulls the API live on the fly for um, usage for global emotes, but also you can see everyone's emote for any live channel at all, or any extant channel. It doesn't have to be, they don't have to be like live on stream. Um, So if you went there and typed in your own channel. The cool thing is that you can see all of your emotes if you click the emote it'll give you a prompt saying like you cannot download these if you do not own them but you can still download them uh, Just it's a, it's a little it's a little warning a warning i'm yeah. um, like basically don't break copyright um but what it does is it shows you the the sizes uh so for example it'll show you the um uh like was it like 52 by 52 112 by 112 the Whatever the dimensions are the basically the small, medium and large, um, you can find those emotes there um, and literally click any of them. It can be one that is specific to Twitch that is a global twitch one for the platform. It could be um, for a streamer. So if you don't have your original files anymore, it will give you the ping files that are stored with Twitch. So you, they shouldn't be any they shouldn't be lacking in quality. They should be exactly what you would see on Twitch. You just need to make sure you download the small, medium and large. Um, that way you have them. Uh, so, yeah, uh, if if for whatever reason the artist you commissioned doesn't have copies anymore and maybe you've lost your old computer or something, um, you can still get to back.
0: Sure. Uh, the other thing is worth mentioning as well is um, viewers will have the option to turn off animated emotes if they yes. are, you know, maybe sensitive to, you know, flashing lights or they're just don't want to see it clogging up the, the the twitch chat you can choose to turn off animations and the emotes will just show us static as they currently are Yeah, it'll be
1: like the first frame whatever the first frame in the animation is yeah
0: but that's on the viewer side rather than on the streamer side it'll just be a case of um you know globally on the site i don't want to see that you can turn it off so i just thought that was kind of a nice uh inclusion as well um just to be sure but yeah i mean i think it's fantastic uh the follower emotes hopefully is uh you know, an incentive for people to want to follow a channel and, and, you know, just give us more emails. That's always a good thing. I, uh, I don't right. know how partners are going to be kind of reacting to it because I think right now the big main difference, I mean, obviously back in the day before affiliate existed, it was partner was monetized and non-partner wasn't monetized. That was it. Nowadays there's a lot less difference between, you know, an affiliate and a partner. Um, And one of the big things is emote slots. You know, partners obviously have a lot more emotes that they can have for their channel. Um, And now that affiliates are getting a bunch more, it's kind of a... I don't know. I I wonder if partners are going to get any additional benefits. or.
1: I don't think they should care too much. I mean, and I don't say that as someone who's not partnered, but, like, considering that if if you're partnered, you can get up to 50 emote slots, not including all the additional slots you get for Tier 2 and Tier 3 subs. Um... At most, you're getting up to 10 emote slots as an affiliate. You get the five that can only be used in your channel. So that in of itself is still not. It's awesome. It's amazing for people who are trying to to, uh, ferment a community. um, But in the sense that like a partnered streamer that has 50 emotes that can be used everywhere. Like. I can't tell you how many streamers like who I don't watch but I recognize their emotes because they get used across all these channels where there's overlap with my interests and then other people that frequent that streamer um you know like I don't play Destiny anymore but like so many people I know still subscribe to Glad who's a huge Destiny streamer and now he does variety streaming and I see his emotes you know like and his are used in other channels so like if you if you're a partner, you still have this reach. You have this like total spread of being able to like touch more of the platform whereas, you know, effectively, it sounds like affiliates are still just going to have the 5 that they get max plus yeah. the other two for their their tiers and then these extra 5 that can only be used on their channel. I think it's a win-win. I don't think partners should feel I don't think people will probably feel some kind of way because the partners also get them too. I mean I, I hope not.
0: I just I remember there being controversy when they upped the affiliates from one emote slot to five yeah I remember there being controversy about that and I can I can almost sort of understand it because as a partner you know what is your main benefit now yeah you get some more sub emotes you get the check mark but like there's not a great deal of difference anymore um I don't know personally I think you know it's great if everyone gets more emotes that's that's fantastic I I remember when uh when it first started and you got one for each tier and i was one of the people saying like i wish i could just have three tier ones and not have any tier two or tier three subs and just choose yeah. to put them all in that one slot um and they you know they've obviously over time increased the amount of slots that the affiliates get so good news i think and i'm excited to see when this rolls out
1: i can't find the the link to um the mention right now but there is news in the pipeline that um use eventually at some point they're going to be rolling out a feature where users can tailor their favorites so like if you're on mobile right now or you're on um desktop like when you tap the emote icon to like search for emotes it'll show you your most frequently used um there is going to be a way in the future to basically set up a favorites so like specifically choose these are my favorite emotes rather than just based on past usage to statistics like yeah, It's just showing you the one, the last five that you used, the last 10 that you used. Um, you can actually kind of like select, like these are my top whatever's. Um, I don't think that there was a timestamp on when that was a deliverable, like when we would see that roll out. I think it's somewhere in within the year, um, but that will probably be rolled into this, you know, planned distribution of like the animated emotes, the follower emotes, et cetera. That's my suspicion anyway
0: yeah it's uh you know it's good to see though so they said this library will be coming at some point in the next few months um where's the actual wording on it uh creators will be notified when they receive access they'll see the library show up on their emotes page and they anticipate all partners and affiliates will have access within a few months so that's something to come on you know in the next few weeks months and and you know get planning get thinking about your new emotes that you're going to want <laughs> get speaking to artists i'm sure there's plenty of people out there that will be happy to uh, happy to take a commission and get some emotes oh out. yeah this will be
2: this will be good for uh that community for sure that's
0: fantastic for artists yeah. yeah especially because all i mean i i assume the follower emotes are just affiliate only i'm guessing you're not if you're not affiliate you're not going to have follower emotes yeah partners and affiliates so yeah yeah there you go now if somebody makes affiliate they've got even more emotes slots straight off the bat when they get affiliated so that's good yeah it's that's huge
1: actually that's really huge because if you get the five follower emotes you have to get up to what is it uh 50 50
0: subs to unlock all of them is yeah. it fifty
1: fifty 50 or 55 to unlock all of them yeah you get them at tiers it's like get 10 subs get 15 subs get 20 or 25 and then 30 or 35 and then like 50 yeah whatever it is like when you get that fifth slot that's like you're shooting for 50 ish subs to your channel that's still a big ask for you know um that's still a big ask for anyone really (laughs) um so i was gonna say like for small but i mean uh, yeah getting 50 people or either recurring monthly or gifted subs to then within a 30-day period to your channel is huge um So getting those unlocked is massive and uh, getting five straight off the bat just that you can use in your channel is huge. I mean, that's that's going to be monumental, I think, for everyone all the way around. Uh, new affiliates or old affiliates alike.
0: Yeah. Any tips for uh, coming up with emotes off the top of our head? Well, so if you're so, not sure and you now need to come up with five new emotes.
1: So I, I do, actually. Um, I, I'm going to refer back, actually, to that website. Um, if you go to twitchemotes.com, um just look at some of the trending emotes that's one thing that you can do you can see what the top 10 emotes are used daily those are maybe not indicative of like some great ideas because a lot of them are going to be global emotes for the platform since you've got a lot of people who use twitch who may not actually be subbed to a channel Um, and and just as a viewer they're only going to have access to the ones that are global for the platform however i will say uh you can go uh further down and you can just search for um streamers you like so if there's someone big that you like if you like xqc or if you like you know nega oryx or if you like um you know whomever whomever it is just search them up um and if you search their channel it will show you everything they have you'll also see a lot of common themes you'll have a lot of like like a sippy moat where you have like a little character you know like sipping on a juice box or you know a character (laughs) like snuggled up in a blanket Yeah, a heart emote or like a wave or a goodbye like there's there are there tend to be recurring themes in terms of the sentiment that emotes are meant to convey um honestly picking five that are kind of of like hitting on those themes lurks are a good one you know you have a character just kind of like peeking in um think about what you as a viewer like to use the most um don't think about it like from necessarily I am the creator. I'm making emotes for my channel. What do I want to see? Honestly, think about what you use as a viewer. If you go into a chat and you typically use like a wave emote, like "Hey guys" or like "Bye guys," like then maybe that's what you should be making. Like make the things that you would want to use, um, and make the things that you are using or the things that you're seeing regularly because those are probably going to be a safe shout. You could make something off the wall that's original that like is very um, uncommon. Uh, or unique, and that might blow up and be amazing, but it also just may not have the utility uh, if it's, like, can't be applied. I think the best emotes are the ones that can be, a- are ambiguous. Yeah. can be applied to lots of the things, like one of my favorite emotes um, is Condi's emote, which is, like, him kind of giving side-eye, like, sipping tea, and it's, like, it can kind of be, like, you just said something snarky, sip tea, or you can kind of just be, like, you know, you're passively like observing something. You, you know, like it's just the context can shift, and so emotes that are ambiguous are fantastic. Um, I, I think uh, also animals, animals are a good shout. Anything cute, honestly, like if it's adorable, um, or if it's lewd. Humps has a emote where it's just <laughs> him making with his tongue out, like blushing, like making a gasm face, and um, people love that one. <laughs> i do it's
2: one of my favorite ones
1: (laughs) so it's just like what what do you want do you is your channel about like cuteness is it about community engagement if it's about community engagement maybe you make stuff that's about like hellos goodbyes hugs you know a love emote that kind of thing is it about like you know shock and awe maybe make it like risque kind of funny um
0: speak to your community see what they want and and honestly give thought to you know, how to make the most of the follower only ones, because you want to think if you're thinking it from, this is the way I'm thinking about it, right? If you're thinking of your stream as like a business and you're trying to promote, you're going to want to put some good stuff out there in your follower only emotes so that people are going to maybe want to follow, get those emotes, and then maybe might want to stick around to the channel. Also, maybe because those emotes can only be used in your own channel, that's where you can really go like super specific with them, right? Like, I used to have an emote that was just mint chocolate ice cream. It's just a tub of mint chocolate ice cream because there's a my meme in my channel. One. Because I hate mint chocolate, it's disgusting. And if you drink it, eat it, sorry, there's, there's something wrong with you.
2: But you wait long it, enough, you can drink it.
0: Yeah, I guess. But like, that was an emote that wasn't really usable anywhere else on Twitch, it wasn't really usable in any other channel. Uh and frankly it wasn't even really that usable in my channel. <laughs> but like
2: I use it all the time, dude. People
0: still ask me to to bring it back and I can't. It's you gone. Put it
2: back. I, I used it as like cause it was mint. You know what I mean? Like that play was mint and I'd always drop that shit in there. I guess so. That's I never why really I thought of it, it
0: that way. But like, you know, maybe then if these emos are only usable in your channel, you could make them hyper specific to your channel. If you've got any in jokes, any any you know, private part of your community has this, this meme running then you know that's the, the blood, perfect blood place to that put came them.
2: out exactly from warzone from exactly. us playing warzone and wanting to get the blood bloods
0: <laughs> absolutely there that is a perfect opportunity to get them in there like grog like you need to have like a griselda emote you know oh, that's for your followers yeah. Yeah. you know the, the stuff that maybe doesn't make sense in other channels but it doesn't matter because it doesn't exist in other channels it's just in your community that's the perfect place to put those kind of ones you know so yeah. think about it that way when you're when you're getting these emotes planned do you have anything yeah. else to go through I mean it's been a long one today
1: <laughs> uh, I don't have anything else to add on top of what we've covered but there is one thing I wanted to mention which is more just a funny observation than anything else um, so apparently uh, towards the beginning of last week um, somebody <laughs> in their infinite wisdom I guess maybe they were a um maybe they work for twitch or maybe they were a friend with somebody who worked for twitch but there was a code for amazon um that got tweeted out and retweeted and retweeted and retweeted and basically it was a 99 off code for any twitch related merchandise through amazon.com uh, oh, uh, did it work? yes it, it, it oh did no work. shit it did work um and i, I didn't like score anything but if you were ever to go on Amazon.com, they have like Twitch branded hoodies and water bottles, and like I'm actually coincidentally I'm wearing a shirt from last last year from their Pride um their Pride thing, but uh, but basically all of their stuff on there um there was a code that took off ninety nine percent and um yeah somebody retweeted that I guess it was probably something that was only designed to be given to a collaborator or uh as like a thank you to like a collaborator with the channel so funny. or with the platform and then somebody didn't put a limit on the redemptions so all of the stock of all of the twitch stuff on amazon is basically gone right now um so whoopsie <laughs> uh <laughs> it's
0: pretty funny i wish i'd got on top of that man that's so annoying yeah, you should have <laughs> immediately
2: messaged me i would have 100% used that
0: <laughs> all right well yeah i think that's about it for this week it's been a long episode considering we had no real plan going into this we've kind of managed (laughs) to uh somehow just build our way through two hours uh grog where can everyone find you and what have you got coming up this week people can find me on
1: um on twitch at twitch.tv slash grog mode um you can find me on twitter tiktok instagram um and other platforms at gamer underscore grog um I'm gonna be streaming tomorrow. Uh, I again I took this past week off, but I'm looking forward to getting back to it. Um just back to the grind tomorrow. Oh, yeah, and uh about. this week, um probably gonna be doing well, we'll be doing some No Man's Sky because a new content just dropped for that. We'll be doing Apex for sure. Um we might start Subnautica. Uh and Ooh. the other stuff waiting in the wings is Resident Evil 8. Um I did resident evil 7 and i did the dlc for that um i did like play a little bit of a bi mutant but i'm not sure if that's one i'm going to keep playing on stream it just like I i liked it but it wasn't clicking with me exactly so um yeah i think subnautica looks super good uh i have not played the new one so we would be starting with the old one so yeah maybe some um some some shooters some open world exploration and maybe a little bit of horror uh, and then Lauren and I, if she's feeling better, um we'll play Little Nightmares 2 on Saturday.
0: Mm. Heck yeah. Uh, humps, what about yourself?
2: Um Hi'm Humps. You can find me um everywhere on the socials at Sir Humps except for Twitter. You have to add an underscore um for now. Uh you can also find me at www.sirhumps.co. That is an active website. <laughs> 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 what? Oh, I did something with this babies. I don't know. Anyway. Um my wife's been gone all this week, my wife. My wife. Um my wife. she'll be back later on next week. Um so I'm, oh, I I want to stream. I just I don't with the boy here, you know, it's hard to like get in really focusing on a stream. But one thing that we have been talking about in Discord and um um twitters and other places um is i just recently got a and ass big ass outdoor griddle and so we're thinking maybe in a, a burger cooking stream here next week maybe maybe i'll do that because i can do that with the boy you know so it's been i wanted to do it this week but honestly the weather here has been great for my grass rainy every single day but as for just like hanging out and cooking food not so much um but yeah uh when i do st- when i when i do get back on the sw- stream stream though when my wife gets back uh we'll be hitting up that destiny too pretty pretty hard because that's what i do whether condi likes it or not <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah i uh i don't think i'll be doing too much more destiny although we were thinking of maybe trying to get a raid together this week if you're down yeah we need to get cat through that anyway yeah yeah all right well and yeah you can find me uh everywhere condi fly twitter youtube twitch tiktok all that good stuff um i don't know what i'm going to be doing this week i'm, I'm gonna try my best to really come up with some some more interesting stuff to do on stream i am going to be finishing or not finishing i'm going to be continuing it takes two uh with my good friend pigeon on wednesday i believe uh that game is beautiful you and it's lauren need to play that if you've not already
1: i've i've very sparingly I've had it in my periphery, but I've tried not to spoil things for myself. But yeah, um, I was I was watching a uh, previous guest of the show. Hi, Selena. Um, She's a partnered streamer. She was playing with uh, someone else and they were doing it together and they had like both their cameras up over each of their half of the screen. Uh, and it was it it, it it not only does the gameplay look really fun fun but there's huge potential for banter um if for people either doing couch co-op if you're playing together and or for streamers playing together and i watched you and pidge do a little bit of it and it was funny watching you sabotage each other just
0: oh my god you could. i need to go back um, and clip some of those moments yes you do yeah yeah
1: <laughs> the it's it's good it's a good time um i'm looking forward to doing it with lauren i think it'll be really fun and yeah. it seems like it's very accessible because um it looks like it's just as good on controller as it is on mouse and keyboard, uh, so it's it's basically input agnostic. the game The game really just leans into both the story and the puzzles, so the the overall um, skill gap is is relatively low.
0: There was um, a tug I, I of war uh, that uh-huh. Pigeon and I did, and I just want to say I demolished him every time. He did <laughs> eventually. He believes that the controller held him back, but he's just not as strong as me. So, um, you know. if you played um a way out i believe it's the same developers it's very similar in the way that that's done where you know you've got your split screen there's like a story and there's co-op things but every so often you get this like little mini game where you can play against each other it's it's very similar to that um well worth checking out i'm looking forward to playing some more i've heard it's like quite a long story too some people are saying like you know like eight 12 hours sometimes people are saying yeah it's
1: it's 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 not a one and done yeah, uh, it's not like uh, you, you play for like two three hours and then it's over. Like this is if you're gonna sit down and play with somebody, know that this is probably gonna be like a three stream scenario, depending on how long your streams are. Um, but it's it's good.
0: Yeah, but um, yeah. More importantly, go and uh, check out the podcast if you've been watching live and you think maybe, hey, I learned something. Don't know if, you know, maybe that's, hey, maybe that's stretching really a little bit. I should Um, see
2: how dumb the rabbit hole goes. uh,
0: We do have all our previous like and subscribe button. (laughs) We have all our previous episodes on Spotify. They're available um, YouTube. We're still trying to get into a a rhythm with um, with working out the whole YouTube side of things. Uh, So the episodes are a little bit behind there, but we are working on it. Um, And if you're listening on any of the audio platforms, uh, we do this live on Twitch every Sunday, uh, most Sundays twitch.tv slash zero strategy podcast we have a discord we have all the usual stuff that you would expect um and a twitter at zero strategy pod go and give us a follow and then if you've got any questions or any anything that's like burning on your mind uh tweet that us and we can uh, we can add it to our list of topics which we definitely have every single week uh prepared ahead of time
1: <laughs> uh, thank you to everyone though who who uh chimed in and contributed in chat uh during yes, the stream it's, it's always really helpful to have live feedback and also you guys give us like um you know not only do you play devil's advocate you know when we're trying to discuss these scenarios but also give us new talking points so it's really helpful thank
0: you absolutely for that. is. uh we are going to go and raid someone so please do stick around for that uh go and spam whatever emotes that you like and um, <laughs>
1: from whichever emote artist you like
0: yeah oh, absolutely emotes. emotes are a big thing so just go and uh, show them uh we'll be back next week on uh on this channel uh thank you so much for listening we will see you guys later Bye-bye.
2: Bye bye. Bye.